Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 305 for the 27th of Elo in a leap year. I want to ask you guys a question. Who are you? What defines who you are? Are you your job, your profession? So some people get really annoyed by this. They don't like it when people kind of like equate them with their profession and kind of feel like it's like there's their professional life and then there's who they are and they get annoyed by, you know, you go to a party and the first thing somebody asks you is, what do, what do you do? And people are like, why do you ask what I do? Why don't you want to know who I am? Other people really own it. Other people really enjoy being defined by their profession. Perhaps they really identify with their profession. But is your profession, is is what you do for your work really, ultimately, does it really encapsulate the entirety of you. What about the other things that you do in your life, not limited to your profession? What about the friends that you have, the activities you enjoy doing, your hobbies, all of that stuff? Is that you? Well, what about the words that you speak? What about the the uh, conversations that you have, the the connections that you have with other people that have nothing to do with physical activity so much, but it's more just about connection with others. Is that you? What about the part of you that is has nothing to do with other people necessarily? What about you when you're alone in your room with your thoughts and you're just thinking on the inside and contemplating life? What about when you're not thinking? What about when you're sleeping? Is that you? Maybe that's the real you because it's not defined by any specific aspect of a certain activity or conversation or something like that, right? So it's not a simple question. What are you? Who are you, right? So as we'll learn today, just like for a human being, there are multiple layers is a way that we can think about it for, uh, for defining who a person is. There's the external layers of how they manifest themselves to the world. And then there are the internal layers of how they manifest to themselves. This is similar to how God operates Lahavdil. Because again, as we've mentioned several times, we were created in the image of God. So just like we have these different layers to ourselves, so too does God have different layers to himself. And in a general sense, we can divide these layers into two aspects. There's the external layers, and then there's the internal layers. In Hebrew, we call the external layers or like the the, the back side layers as the chitzonim, the outward, superficial could be another way to define it. And the inward layer we call the pnimius, the pnimium, which is related to the word face, panim in Hebrew. So 
that's what we're going to be learning about today. And we're specifically going to be learning about this in terms of one specific attribute of God, the attribute of Chochmah. So just as a person as a whole or God as a whole, Lahavdil, has an external and internal aspect. So too, when you look at each one of the particular traits of a person or of God, the way God manifests himself to, to us, each one of those traits has an internal aspect to it and an external aspect to it. For example, with a person, let's say if we wanted to talk about a person's wisdom. So a person might be really smart. They might have like a really, really high IQ, let's say, but you may never know that if they never speak, if you, if you, if you don't know them very well, you just see a picture of them. Like you wouldn't necessarily know what their mental capacity is based just on a picture alone. Like that would be pretty presumptuous to guess that. But then when you see something that they invented or uh, some project that they worked on or something like that, that really displays their intellect, that's going to give you a, a, a manifestation. That's going to be the external manifestation of their intellect, right? However, for them, that external manifestation of their intellect is actually just a certain reflection of their intellect. It's like a manifestation of their intellect, but on the inside, they it, it's a much deeper experience. Like if somebody were able to actually go in and like experience the person's mind itself who created that invention or that project, they would realize and recognize just how much smarter, how much deeper that person really is. And just it's 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 like nothing compared to that little project that they worked on, that particular invention. Like the capacity is uh, of, of what their intellect is capable of and what's going on on the inside is much, much, much deeper, right? So we can all identify with this on a certain level, but it's like when we express ourselves to the world in some way, we're expressing a part of ourselves for sure. And we don't want to minimize that, the fact that we're expressing something very deep about ourselves, but the internal experience of who we are is much richer than any particular thing that we can manifest out into the world. So that's what we're going to be learning about today, specifically in regards to God and specifically in regards to God's attribute of Chochmah, of wisdom, quote unquote, loosely translated, again, um, better translated as like intuit, intuition, the very beginning spark of the intellect as it becomes manifest um, in consciousness, kind of. Uh, so yeah, so let, let's get into the text and see how the Altar explains this. So for context, we are in the middle of Epistle uh, 19 in Igeris HaKodesh, and we tar started out this epistle discussing this whole idea of Moses's prophecies, Moshe's prophecies, his prophetic abilities, and the Kabbalist, and contrasting those things. And we likened Moshe's prophecies to vision, while the Kabbalists were uh, their understanding of Kabbalah, of, of the of the levels of godliness was likened more to hearing, which is more of like a, a kind of understanding kind of thing. Um, and we were ta we talked about the idea of how Moshe's uh, vision, while it was very strong, and really he was the strongest prophet that ever lived, the the prophet that saw the most. Nevertheless, his vision was quite limited, and he was and in on the level of uh, levels of godliness of what he was able to see and experience when it came to the level of chokhmah of um, of that divine wisdom, that first intellectual 
attribute, his experience of it, of it was only on the level of a harem, of in a backhanded manner, in an external, superficial way. Whereas the Kabbalists were able to discuss this attribute of Chochmah in a more internal way, they too were not able to experience it in a vision way because they didn't experience anything in a vision way. But for Moshe, who was a prophet and did experience godliness in a more visual, quote unquote, like a spiritually visual way, like in a vision, visionary kind of way, even for Moshe Rabbeinu, he was only able to experience this level of chokhmah in an external, superficial manner. So today we're going to talk about what that means exactly. What is the external aspect of chokhmah and, um, and how do we contrast that with the internal aspect of chokhmah? So the altar rabbi begins and he says that when we talk about this aspect of the Chochmah, the godly Chochmah that's vested within the 613 mitzvahs of the Torah, this is what we can reference as being the Achoraim of Chochmah. It's an aspect of the backside of Chochmah. Achor means backside in Hebrew. So the 613 commands of the Torah are what we know of as the backside of Chochmah. So why? What does that mean? Because every aspect, when we talk about the Achoraim of the spheros, what is the backside of the spheros? So every sphera has a front side and it has a backside to it. So the backside of the spheros is the external aspects of the spheros and it's, the lower, it's on a lower level than, uh, than the sphera itself. Meaning, why is it on a lower level? This is the aspect of the sphera that can come down and that can flow outwards and influence the lower realms in uh, and the created beings in order to animate them. So in order to animate all of existence, which is what the spheras do, they need to have this lower, more external aspect to them, this, this backside to them. That is what, what influences the lower realms. By contrast, what is the front side, the face of the sphera? The face of the sphera is the sphera itself. And this is the aspect of the sphera that is really unified with its emanator, meaning with God, with utmost unity. So this is true for all the spheres. All the spheres have this backside and they have a front side. So for example, today we're talking about the sphera of Chochmah. So the sphere of Chochmah, the, the front side of the sphere of Chochmah is totally unified with its emanator, with utmost unity, because as we explained, God and his Chochmah are one, right? And that which ex extends outwards from his Chochmah down here into the lower realms who are, we're all limited here, right? And we're all, um, we all have, uh, we're, we're finite beings. We have finitude, limitations, all of that stuff. When God's Chochmah comes down here and becomes vested within all of these limited things, which is how the whole world is in existence, this is what's called the Achoraim. This is the backside of the sphere of Chochmah. And another way to refer to this, so there's a lot of like cinema, synonyms here, like it's different ways of describing uh, these different terms, these different levels. So another way to think of the Achoraim of Chochmah is we can think of it as being the Asiya of Atsilas. So just to kind of map that out, Again and again, this is where it can sound really confusing when we use these terms, these Kabbalistic terms, and they're used in a very relativistic way. So if you recall, when we talked about the different types of worlds, there are four general spiritual worlds. The most highest of all of them is Atsilas. Next 
below that is Bria, then you have Yetzirah, and then the lowest of all the worlds is Asiya. But now found within each one of these worlds, you have the aspects of all the worlds within each world. So within Atsilus, you can say that there's the Atsilus of Atsilus, there's the Bria of Atsilus, the Yetzira of Atsilus, and the Asiya of Atsilus, which is the lowest aspects of Atsilus. So in this case, what we're saying here is we're saying that the backside of Chochmah can also be understood as being the Asiya of Atsilus, because it's like the lowest aspect of Atsilus. That's, this is where the Chochmah become, is, is becoming manifest to the realms below it. And the Altar says that we can come to understand this also, like just like when we think about a, a person who has a soul, and within a person's soul, a soul is actually composed of five different levels, each one from above to below. So what are the five levels of the soul? Just uh, to kind of give that review. So there's the Chida, that's the highest one. Then there's the Chaya. Then we have the neshama, then the ruach, and then the nefesh. Those are the five levels of the soul. And in a general way, the way that we can think about these five levels of the soul and what they correspond to. So we have the first two, the highest levels of the soul, the yechida and the chaya. These are a little bit more like um, they are, they're not vested within the body itself. They're kind of like hovering outside of the body. So there's something a little bit more um, esoteric about them. And so those aspects of the soul, those correspond to the more essential soul attributes, which are the seichel and the midos, the intellect and the emotions, the emotive attributes, where the yichida corresponds to the intellect intellect, and then uh, the midos corresponds to the emotive attributes. Then the three lower levels of the soul, the neshama, ruach, and nefesh, these correspond to the vestments of the soul, the garments of the soul that the soul uses to vest itself here in this body. And to be specific, what they correspond to is the neshama corresponds to the machshava, the, the thought, the thinking faculty of the soul, the thinking garment of the soul. The ruach corresponds to dibur, to speech, the speaking aspect of the soul, that which allows us to speak. And then the nefesh corresponds to maise, to action. That's what allows us to act in the world, to do things in the world in a physical sense. And this level of action, this level of mindset is the lowest of all of them. So what does this mean that it's the lowest of all of them? Well, so that when we think about the life force that extends out from the soul and the life force that extends out from the soul becomes vested in each one of these soul powers that we've been describing, whether it's the intellect, the emotions, the thought, the speech, the action, all of that. And the life force of the vitality of the soul that's that's vested within this faculty of action, this power of action is like nothing compared to the vitality that spreads forth that is vested within the power of speech. So on a simple level, what that means is that like when a person is doing something, let's say you're picking up a cup of water and you're drinking the water or whatever, it's like that is like going back to the discussion of who are you? Is like, are you a person who drinks water? Sure, yes, you're a person that drinks water, but that is such an external manifestation of who you are that it's like nothing compared to the words that you speak. Like to really, if if you want to develop a really deeper uh, appreciation of a person and understanding of a person, most likely you'll be able to get to know them a lot in a much deeper way if you hear them speak than if you just like see them pick up a cup of water, right? (laughs) Or something like that, or do something like very external, like, like, like just do an action. 
And that's because the vitality of the soul that is that is present when a person does an action, when uh, that's in the faculty of action, while it is very strong because that's what's vivifying the body to be able to do these actions, it's like nothing compared to the vitality of the soul that comes about through, that's manifest in the speech. And the vitality of the soul that's present and manifest in a person's speaking in the faculty of speech is like nothing compared to the vitality of the soul that is vested within in thought and within the emotive attributes of the soul and in the intellect of the soul, right? So just again, going back to that. So it's like, sure, when you hear somebody speak, that maybe might give you a deeper insight into who they are versus if you just see them doing a certain action. But even their speech is somewhat like it's, it's, it's lacking in terms of really the profundity of who they are. A person on a certain level, the vitality of who they are is much more intense when we think about their thought and when we think about their essential makeup, the essential makeup of like, what are, what are their emotive attributes? What's their personality? What is their IQ? What's their intellect? What's their intellectual capacities? What's their creativity? How creative are they? All that stuff that's going on in the inside, that's where the vitality is going to be a lot stronger in terms of the soul vitality than merely the, the words that they speak and the action that they do. Those are more external manifestations. And so the altar bit concludes and he says that just like this, so that's a parable that we're using to understand um, this essential aspect of, of, of Chochmah, of God's Chochmah, and what comes down into the world here and becomes vested in the world here. So just like, so to just bring it all together, so just like we were describing basically before that what we experience down here in the world can be thought of as being the Asiya of Atsilus, meaning that it's the lower lowest world within the general higher world of Atsilus. So it's like we, this world is kind of like God's faculty of Chochmah, but as manifest in action. So it's like this world is a very external manifestation of it's like that person who's drinking the water, right? It's as opposed to their inner thoughts and their inner wisdom that's going on. So that's it for today. And so just to bring it back to the question of who are you? So again, there's layers to who we are. There's layers to God's attributes, the way that God manifests us to the world. There's the external layers and there's the internal layers. And and specifically, we focus today on this one specific attribute of God, the attribute of Chochmah, which is really the attribute that that is responsible for keeping the world in existence and creating the world, something from nothing, and how there's an external aspect of, of, of Hashem's Chochmah, and that is um, can be thought of as the actual vitality, vital flow that's here in this world. We also, um, in the very beginning, we connected it with the 613 mitzvahs, which is something that we're going to be talking about more next time. And uh, yeah, and so that's it for today. And we will continue along these lines tomorrow. So stay tuned and I'll speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Avraham Yitzchak ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow. And until then, have a great day.